Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> you know, I, 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 there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Montreal Canadiens lose big by a score of five to nothing for a second straight game. You heard the Boo Birds at the Bell Center. You heard the Boo Birds at the Bell Center. You heard them on Saturday night versus the Carolina Hurricanes, and you heard them tonight. The Canadians lose, and they lose big by a score of five to nothing versus the Detroit Red Wings. Embrace the tank is what I said last year, but uh, you know this year uh, maybe a little bit of a tank, but at the same time. Uh, a very much depleted lineup, and there's only so much you can ask and so much you can get from the lineup the Montreal Canadiens had, uh, most of it, which was not a, a National Hockey League lineup, or if it was, it wasn't a very good one. And what you see is what you get, and that's what the Montreal Canadiens got. They got five goals against them. As a matter of fact, it was Caden Primo who got five goals against them on just 21 Detroit Red Wings shots. It doesn't look good on the stat line. 762 is the save percentage for Caden Primo. We'll discuss it. With Grant McCagg, who's going to be our contributor tonight, not before I tell you that the SIG podcast is brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, Sean Gerard, Mike Chinquino, and the boys at Energy, and girls too. It's uh, the Energy Transportation Group is a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. They are driven to be different. And brewed in Quebec, this baby right here, uh, and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Bitta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with... Um, premium ingredients for everyone's taste la bit to db embrace your true nature without further ado let's go to our collaborator tonight from recruits and recruits.ca grab the tag what's going on hey tony oh just another uh another tough one to watch there i actually i started scouting some junior games about halfway through admittedly because i uh you know i gotta keep track of the playoffs the playoffs is pretty important for the draft so uh, Mayshar was playing and uh, Mayu and a few guys, so I was having a look at them as well, kind of keeping one eye on the Habs game and one eye on the junior games. All right, okay. So, you know what? Before we get to the Habs, talk to me about the kids. What did you see tonight? Um, Mayshar is not getting, uh, you know, he hasn't been producing in the playoffs, but in the in the games that I've watched, he's uh, he's driving play. He, he, you know, his puck possession is excellent. He's most of the shifts that uh, he's on the ice, his lines in the other team's zone. So even though he hasn't been, you know, lighting it up on the score sheet per se, he uh, he looks really good, Tony. So uh, you know, uh, just a great skater. He's one of the best skaters in the OHL and uh, works hard. Very smart defensively. He's just not uh, just not piling up the points yet. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, Mayu. 
Yeah, I didn't get to actually see uh, London too much tonight, but I have been keeping an eye on him, and he hasn't been. None of the OHL guys other than Guido, you know, who's the the last guy you probably expect to uh, to be producing as much as he is, but he's been, uh, you know, he's been the most prolific of, of the four so far in the playoffs, although Beck did get off the schneid tonight and uh, score a goal for Peterborough, so... Uh, Logan's playing solid. He's playing solid defensively. You know, uh-huh. he just hasn't been uh, getting any points. I think he's trying to play a little, you know, a little uh, playoff hockey, right? Yeah. Your defensemen and you, they want you, uh, they don't want you rushing up the ice too much. I'm sure Dale Hunter gave him the, you know, yeah. read him the, uh, the playoff act, so to speak. And he's, uh, he's reeling it in a bit and uh, trying to play, you know, a good defensive defenseman game. You know, every time we see uh, highlights of Mayu, obviously they're real good ones. I mean, I don't know if too many players who play in uh, junior hockey uh, that score uh, Michigan goals the way he did. I mean, that's pretty good hands for for uh, for a blue liner. Uh, but one of the um, one of the uh, you know the things that we hear knocks on his game, brain cramps. Have you seen that? Because that's that's something that I keep hearing over and over again. You keep hearing, well, you know, people like to focus on the on the negatives, right? I mean, uh, every offensive defenseman uh, makes brain cramps because they're they've got the puck. They're trying to make things happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I, I've re- I've read a lot of that. You know, there's some people. There's a lot of would be scouts out there, and everybody wants to make a name for themselves. So you you read, you know, some some kids saying, "Oh, well, the, this guy can't play defense." Well, why does Dale Hunter play him 26 minutes a night? You know, why is he on the first penalty kill? Why is he out the last two minutes every game? You know, uh, when you're when you're tasked with playing half the half a game, pretty much, and uh-huh. penalty kill and everything, you're gonna have you're gonna have some mistakes still. And I mean, he's I think he's played what 100 OHL games in his career, if that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's still you know he he's still learning the defensive. End of, end of the game to a certain degree but uh and yeah he does have more brain cramps than you know uh shay weber did or you know like uh, if you want to compare him to great defensive defenseman but uh uh i think you know it, it's more of a more a matter of him just needing experience than anything yeah uh why does uh, dale hunter play him as much as he does because in his opinion the positives far outweigh the negatives Absolutely. And at the end of the day, he thinks Logan Mayu gives him a chance to win. And that's why he's uh, he's got him on the ice, right? Yeah, I don't think – plus, you know, I think he trusts his defensive game to a certain degree or he wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't play him on the first PK and, you know, four and four uh, pretty well the whole overtime periods and, and everything. So, he, yeah, I mean, uh, that's right. You know, you got to live with the – take the good with the bad. And uh, there's more – definitely more good than bad with Logan Mayu. All right, uh, let's, um, before we talk about the Montreal Canadiens, speaking of prospects, one who, of course, up uh, up until about a year ago was slated to go, you know, number two pretty much on everyone's list. And then because of everything that's happened in Russia over the last year, uh, maybe three, maybe four, maybe five, maybe six, maybe seven, uh, some believe he could actually slip out of the top ten. But most do know and do say that uh, Matt Mevichkov is uh, is uh, an elite talent in the twenty in the upcoming twenty twenty three NHL draft. Uh, one of the best pure talents in the draft. 
tragedy struck him and his family earlier today. This is a terrible story where his uh, father's body was found, um, you know, in what is appears to be a very suspect death. Um, terrible. Yeah, that's, you know, that's Russia. It's uh, it's a crazy place right now. And, uh, you know, people falling out. A lot of people falling out of windows and you know being found in ponds and everything and you you wonder you know you wonder what the story is behind it but uh, you know i'm not wondering too too much about that i'm just uh i i feel really badly for the kid uh, more than anything you know yeah i mean just uh it like everything seems to be going against him right now you know uh the the war the uh, NHL scouts can't see him, uh, you know, will he go as high as he deserves? Because he deserves to go top three all day, maybe top two. You know, I know you said, you know, draft him second overall. And he probably, you know, probably is the second most talented. I'd say talented for sure. Now, whether he's better than Fantilli as an NHLer, that would remain to be seen. But certainly he's in the conversation. So it's... uh it's it's just a very sad situation altogether. Yeah, I, I look. I I read somewhere. I'm pretty sure. I like. I read somewhere that his, uh, you know, uh, you know, his uh, he he got a call, and uh, he couldn't quite make out what was what was happening on the other end of the call. But man, just uh, thoughts and prayers with him and his family. Just uh, just awful, awful news. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's let's move on to the Montreal Canadiens, and they lose by a score of five to nothing. But Agnello and Sammy and Master Control, if you could bring up the starting lineup, or uh, not the starting lineup, but the actual uh, lineup tonight uh, with the starting lineup, which was Suzuki, Yelonen, and Farrell, with Matheson and Barron on defense. Of course, Caden Primo had the starting goal, but uh, other lines on the night: uh, Evans with Gallagher and Hoffman, Drouin with Armia. And Gorianov, Tierney with Pitlick and Pozzetta was a very rough night for them. The fourth line was a minus eight combined. It was a rough night for the centermen who uh, didn't do too well in the faceoff circle. Nick Suzuki was 31%. Jonathan Drouin was 38%. Tierney was 20%. Uh, it was a rough night for everyone. Caden Primo gives up uh, five goals on 21 shots, a save percentage of 762. And on defense, uh, after Matheson and Barron, of course, are Edmondson and Kovacevic and Schooneman and Weidman. Um, you, you take a look at that lineup. It's not <laughs> a very good one, Grant. And it, wasn't no. a very, and it wasn't a very good result. No, I just look, I was trying to go through that and, and you know, trying to, you know, forecast who, how many of those guys would be in the lineup to, you know, opening night next okay, year. So- but if we can bring it back up and yellow and yeah. bring it back up and leave it up there for a second. Okay. Yeah. So, so why don't, why don't we do this? Right. Why don't we do this? Uh, okay. and I'm going to, I don't have everyone on a piece of paper here, but let's try and jot it down. Okay. Uh, doc would be in the lineup. Absolutely. Monaghan would be in the lineup. Well, if he, yeah, if he comes back, sure. Yeah, well, no, no, I'm no, I'm just, just saying, let's oh, just this year. Since we're healthy right now. Okay. Oh, wow. Doc would be in the lineup. One. Monaghan would be in the lineup. Two. Slavkowski would be in the lineup. Three. Raphael RV Pinard would be in the lineup. Four. Um, you can make an argument for Belzil. 
five. Yeah. And so you Anderson. Move, uh, Josh Anderson, six. Yeah. And I, we're probably missing a guy or two. There's so many out. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. It seems like everyone's hurt. You're right about that. You're right about that. I mean, that. even even with this lineup, I think Byron would have a spot if he was healthy. <laughs> yeah. And and but, on, on defense, of course, uh, well, Jordan Harris, you, uh, David Savard. Gooley and Jacki. So. Gooley and Jacki. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah. Is, wow. And, and Allen and Nets. So. Yeah. Well, I think I count seven guys that. I think up on the board there that I, you know, I figure we'll be in the starting lineup maybe next year, you know. More, so. It's more than more than half the team was out tonight. More Absolutely. than half the team was out tonight. Yeah, yeah. And they put up a graphic there. I think most games lost by about 50 over every other team. Cole you Caulfield? Know. Cole Caulfield. I mean, uh, I don't even forget him, but Cole Caulfield. I knew, I knew we were missing one. I mean, yeah, just, you yeah, know, yeah. just the forty goals. That's what happens when you don't have it on a piece of paper. But yeah, you know what? I'm looking at, I'm looking at Suzuki, and all of a sudden, I'm saying, "Hold on a second, there." You know, Caulfield's got to be on that yeah. line, right? It just, uh, yeah. My God, this is a really, really, really bad lineup. Really bad yeah. lineup. Absolutely. For yeah. Sure. All right. Okay. So, um, I, I want to talk about um, Farrell. Sean Farrell, uh, I know it's hard to actually give an opinion on a game like this because, you know, once again, half the lineup's probably not an NHL lineup, and, uh, you know, there's not a lot on the line in this game. But sometimes those are good times to actually evaluate players when there's not a lot on the game, and you just, you go, you go with your instincts. Uh, Sean Farrell, Marty St. Louis obviously gave him the ice time tonight and gave him the opportunity to play with, uh, you know, a pretty good player. Fifteen thirty-four. He was even. He was a minus one on the night. What did you make of his game? Uh, I, I, I didn't really notice him that much. You know, I tried to keep an eye on him. But you always do the, the kids that are, uh, you know, getting their trials there, getting their first few games in, and he, you know, he he needs AHL time. I I thought I said that yeah. after the first game. I, I thought. That was the case, and uh, I haven't changed my mind on that. I mean, he scored a fluky goal, you know, which was kind of cool on his first shift, first yeah. goal at, at the Bell Center. But I didn't think he did, a, you know, heck of a lot in that game either. After that, to be honest with you, and uh, he's finally, you know, he went in the USHL in college, and he could keep up with the pace. Yeah, and. Uh, I think he's finding right now, like, you know, that's a big jump, right? It's the best league in the world. And he's, uh, yeah. he, he's uh, finding it a little fast and uh, I, that I, doesn't surprise me. I'd love to see what Farrell could do with the American hockey league next year with the Laval rocket. Yeah. Like, I and mean, they really need somebody to go in and like, let's just, let's sh show me points. Let, let's see yeah. how many points he can pick up in that league. And if you can take what he did uh earlier this season translated into the american hockey league next year we oh by the way we just got some help i just saw in the chat line on youtube christian Dvorak. we forgot him there there we go oh no i like i said i know we're missing guys but yeah, yeah without know. a list in front of me you know yeah. uh yeah no middle, age, middle ages uh settling in there tony unfortunately no 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 it settled in for me too that's why i forgot him too <laughs> don't worry about it i mean i hit i i hit the big five oh back in late november so I'm oh. starting to feel it. You know, they say that when you hit 50, all your pains come out. And uh, 
Uh, I have one here on my wrist right now, which is absolutely unbearable. And I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know. It's just terrible. Uh, well, but anyway. They're right about that. Yeah. Once well, I hit 50 the last nine years, there's been uh, lots of aches and pains. Just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I hear you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I liked about Farrell tonight is um, I found that, you know, his ability to get open. Now, it wasn't the tightest checking game. I get that, right? Okay, it was uh, at one point, it almost looked like it was a, uh, you know, a pond hockey game type of thing. But his ability to get open, I find that he goes to the right place at the right time. Yeah. Uh, on You know, one occasion and one shift, I know Suzuki tried to find him. Uh, and uh, I think it was a two-on-one, and it was intercepted. And then Michael Matheson tried to find him a little later where Matheson had the puck by the left point and uh, and uh, Farrell was on the right-hand side, left-handed shot. It looked like he was teeing up for a one-timer, and that was also intercepted. But, um, you know, he, uh, his ability to get up, he he knows where to go. Like, his vision oh, is that's good. that's true. And yeah. the puck bounced over his stick there in the slot. Remember, he had a, probably his best chance. I think Suzuki fed him, fed him in the uh, low slot and uh, bounced over his stick or uh, – I think it was on the power play. Should have had one there. Yeah, uh, yeah that's one of his uh, his strengths for sure. It, very smart, you know, and and finds the open spaces. He did that in Chicago and uh, Harvard all the time. And uh, you know, once uh, you get him, you get him in the AHL, and uh, I assume that Josh Wall will need some seasoning as well. You know, he probably mm-hmm. has to. He'll have to get used to the pace as well uh, at the pro level when he joins. But, you know, those two guys and uh, maybe Logan Mayu, we'll see. But um, they, they should have a lethal power play next year in Laval. And uh, like you say, get those kids' uh, confidence up, score a bunch of points at the AHL level, and then hopefully, you know, soon enough be uh, be ready for the call-up to the big team because uh, – there's going to be some good young uh, offensive talent, I think, in, in Laval next year. And I suspect, I mean, you know, maybe Farrell has a great offseason and, and comes to camp and wins a spot. But at this point, there's a fair bit of improvement, I think, that needs to be done as far as uh, strength and speed goes before he can handle the NHL pace, uh, uh-huh. certainly in the top six role. What did you make of Kid and Primo's game? I'm not going to make any excuses for the kid. I almost feel like it's not fair the last couple of years with Caden Primo because it seems like he always comes in at the wrong time when the team is not doing well. He -hmm. comes into games when the team is not playing well. It seems like when he plays, there's not much run support for him. Uh, More often than not, the team is not competitive. I mean, they were in Philadelphia, and that's a game that Marty St. Louis said at the end of the game that could have gone either way, and I agree with him on that. But tonight, I mean... They did to him what the Canadian, you know, almost what the Canadians did to uh, not as bad, obviously, because Montembeau faced like 50 shots on Saturday versus Carolina. But that's Carolina, and this is Detroit. I mean, they left this guy yeah. by himself a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, you know, you've got uh, Schooneman and Weidman as a one of your defense pairings. And, uh, you know, it's a kind of a half an a- AHL lineup, really, on defense this and it showed and up front as well um they primo just uh 
I wanted him to make a big stop, you know, and unfortunately, I think early in the game, what was it? He let in four and it wasn't a lot of shots, right? He, it, you know, the first four goals that he let in mm-hmm. was 17 shots or something like that. Montreal was out shooting them. So you, you hope that he made it, would have made a, at least one save on, on the goals that went in and maybe that, you know, it's disappointing that every time he comes up, it just seems like uh, he may have one good game and then he struggles, you know, in the others and looks, just looks a little overwhelmed. And again, that looked, you know, when he took his mask off, was it the fourth goal or whatever? And you looked at him and just, it just doesn't seem like he, you know, he gets comfortable at the NHL level. And you're right. He kind of hung out to dry, you know, get stuck in these like, late season uh, games where there's all these injuries and they're not really playing for anything. And, and he gets hung out to dry a bit. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he'll be a waiver. He'll be on waivers next, uh, next year and uh, probably get snapped up if he doesn't make the Canadians out of camp. So this is going to be the next eight months are, are big for Primo. Yeah, no, they definitely are. And, um, you know, Marty St. Louis said at the end of the game, he said, uh, I like Primo's game. Like, you know, at the end of the day, he says, take a look at the goals. I mean, which ones are his fault? I mean, yeah. the first one goes upstairs. I mean, the second one's a breakaway. It's He says, we made life easy for Detroit tonight because a lot of mistakes, like they were self-inflicted. Like we hurt ourselves tonight. And he said, uh, you know, I don't think he could have stopped the goals that went in. And he said, I like his game so far and I've liked his game in Laval. And he's the reason why, you know, he's a big reason why Laval is still, you know, still have hopes of making the playoffs. And he says, I hope they get in. And if they do get in, they get in. He says, it's, it's, it's a lot of credit has to go to Primo. Yeah. Well, you know, he has played well in Laval. He's right. But, uh, you know, the, the, the shot that went over his shoulder by his head, uh, yeah. you know, I thought he could have saved that one. You know, um, it was right there. He didn't move. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got to stick up for your goalie, right? Especially a young guy like that. You don't want to throw him under the bus, but yeah, I don't think he, I, I don't think by any means he was spectacular. You know, you remember uh, you remember the uh, obviously you do, but the heart season for Jose Theodore. And the great season that Cristobal Hewitt had when, you know, ultimately they ended up getting eliminated by Carolina in the playoffs. But there was a season where, or a couple of seasons where Cristobal U.S. stood on his head. And there were a couple of seasons where Jose Theodore stood on his head as well. Theodore had yeah. one season that was unbelievable when he won the heart. But we're talking about two small goalies, okay? And, and I'll even add Halak in the playoffs in 2010. When they beat the Washington Capitals in seven games and they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in seven games. And Halak's game six at the Bell Center, where I think he stopped like 54 of 57. It's one of the best goaltending performances I've seen from a goalie um, since I've been covering the Canadians, especially given the circumstances of A, it was a playoff game, B, it was versus the Washington Capitals, C, it was facing elimination. Okay. So add, add up the, you know, the whole context, I think it was pretty yeah. unbelievable, but those three goalies, the reason why I bring them up is they were all small. They all look big. Primo's like a foot taller than them almost. <laughs> yeah, and he looked yeah. small. 
Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you know, you have to square up. You gotta. He, he's a little crouched down at times, and he gets down on his on his uh, pads too, you know, and and the top of the net's open, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to come out to challenge, and it, it, part of it's confidence, you know. Certainly at the NHL level, he's uh, he doesn't have it yet, and uh, he's running out of time in Montreal, unfortunately, because you know they have two goalies and. Uh, uh, he's going to be waiver eligible next year, so there's going to be some interesting uh, decisions that will have to be made next next year at camp. That's for sure. All right. Okay. Uh, speaking of which, everyone that's watching right now on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, on Twitter Live, and we say hello to all of them, our sick army and our sick community. Um, they want to know, Grant, get us a goalie. Um, I know the draft is not here yet. I believe it goes the 28th and the 29th on a Wednesday and a Thursday night. Hey, by the way, is it me? Because you talked about when we get older, we tend to forget things. When was the last time the draft was on a Wednesday and a Thursday? Never. Where did that come from? Oh, I don't know. The Batman was, was the uh, assistant, you know, uh, commissioner there of the NBA before he came to, and he, he seems to copy a lot of stuff from the NBA and they, they have their drafts, I think Thursday, you know, uh, NBA NFL does as well. And for some reason, you know, they've decided that the, we should have it midweek. And I don't understand. I don't understand that. Um, starting on Thursdays or whatever. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't like that. Um, Harabal, you're, you're talking prob- about- pardon me. He's probably thinking if anyone's going to stay home on a Wednesday night and watch anything, it'll be the draft because on a Friday <laughs> and a Saturday, they're probably going to be out and about and they're not going to be watching television. Maybe he's thinking that. Yeah. I didn't even know it was on a Wednesday, so I'll have to, I'll have to remember that. Yeah. I'm, pretty, sure, the- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Well, Are you going to go to the draft it- by chance? It's in Nashville. No, 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 I won't be at the draft this year, but, uh, uh, goal, getting back to the goalie, though, Tony. We should, um, we should, we should get together for the draft, uh, Grant. Sorry to cut you off there, but, I mean, the last time you and I were in, you know, we're in the same, we were together at the draft. Uh, yeah. You know, I won yeah, over $2,000. I won over $2,000. Yeah, well, you know, okay. This time you'll have to give me the hot tip beforehand. You, know? you remember that one? That's, that's uh, you know what? That's my best you know, yeah. and I've had I've had some pretty bad ones, but I think that's my best bet, and in <laughs> my whole life, uh, was it um, two or two or three days before the draft? Probably two days before the draft. Two days before the draft, uh, I uh, you know I had um, Slavkovsky at one, I had uh, Simon Nemec at two, I had Logan Cooley at three, and I had Shane Wright at four. Yeah. And I put uh, $50 on that, and I got back uh, 2050 So a nice $2,000 profit on that one. That's that's one of my best ones. You know? Yeah. Well, there kicking weren't many people. That I, kicking myself that I didn't put more, but, you know, well, it there is. There weren't many people that thought, you know, that Wright would drop that far. <clears throat> it's funny. I talked to an NHL scout that told me, and uh, the the Seattle scouting staff wasn't, sold on on right either and i think it might have been francis that made the final call on uh on that uh 
if data passed on him, pretty sure Philly was passing on him. And this scout who would have been picking uh, after that said that he thinks that Wright may have dropped out of the top 10 altogether if Seattle had uh, passed on him, which would have blew, blew people's minds because you know, the media had drummed it in everybody's head that he was going first overall. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I knew there was something afoot that he, you know, he wasn't nearly as uh, heralded as, as uh, was be, being, uh, you know, said in the media and, and what fans thought. But uh, I watched the game. I watched a lot of the game tonight again. And Windsor's yeah. down three. Windsor's down three nothing in the series. Right, uh, got a I think a secondary power play assist tonight was minus three. You know, uh, he hasn't he hasn't looked very good in this series. And again, that was the same deal last year in the playoffs that he uh, he he didn't he disappointed and. Um, you know, I don't think the Canadians made a mistake passing on him. We'll just we'll just put it that way. Yeah, mind you, we can. You know, we'll we'll have to. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll 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 have a much better indication probably five years from now. But um, there's a lot of teams that are happy with uh, their, that are happy with their pick. I, I know that uh, New Jersey's yeah. happy with their pick. I know that uh, Columbus is happy with their pick. I hear that Arizona is happy with their pick. And uh, any one of those teams yeah, and any one of those players could end up being, you know, the best player in the draft. Yeah. How about Marco Casper? Marco Casper, who went to the Detroit Red Wings, uh, yeah. what was it, with the eighth pick, I think? Or was it uh, yeah. with the eighth pick? He's, what, one of four players drafted last year to play in the National Hockey League this year? Slavkovsky was one. Uh, Nemec was two. Juracic uh, was three. Pardon me, Shane Wright, four. And Marco Casper, mm-hmm. I think, is he is he the fifth player to play in the uh, in the National Hockey League this season? Yeah. I don't have yeah. the stats in front of me, but I believe he's the fifth player, and uh, that's that's pretty good for a player they picked eighth. Detroit has this reputation of picking guys maybe earlier than other people would have picked them. The way they did with Casper at eight, the way they did with uh, with Mort Sider, Mort Sider turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think it means a heck of a lot for a team out of the playoffs that, you know, signs a European guy that comes over early and, you know, gets to play a couple of games. It was probably part of the contract, just like with uh, Farrell to, you know, yeah, I'll sign, but I, you, you got to give me some games, right? Yeah. Earn that contract or whatever. But yeah, Casper's a good, good prospect for sure. And oh yeah, it could be a guy outside the top 10 that ends up being the because I don't think there's anybody in it, you know, that stands out as a kind of a franchise type player from from last year's draft class. Mm-hmm. You know, some very good players, but no, no McDavid's or anything that, that an obvious guy that's going to jump out. So yeah, it could be anybody in the in the first round that ends up being the best player out of the out of the draft class. But certainly, yeah. certainly to date, anyways, it doesn't look like uh, the. You know the Canadians made a mistake passing on right number one because I think there's a few guys that have looked better this year. A couple of players in uh, tonight's five uh, nothing loss by the Canadians versus the Red Wings, playing with the Red Wings from La Belle Province. David Perron was absolutely unbelievable with two goals and one assist. He had five shots on goal. He could have had a third there at the end. Um, just puts himself at the right place at the right time. Joe Valeno. Joe Valeno, the goal that he scored, the goal that he yeah. scored, you like you could just tell he got in behind the D. He was screening Caden Primo. His feet were moving. 
He was trying to track the puck as much as he could. His deflection was absolutely beautiful. And he had a great entry uh, near the end of period number two, where it almost at one point it almost looked like he was pretty much going to go end to end there yeah. and, and just go through a couple of guys. Uh, and uh, he had a, a pass, and then he had a shot right at the buzzer. And I thought Joe Valeno played a good game tonight. What do you, what do you think? He's here's the guy who like was he the third centerman drafted in the Kakanyemi draft? There were obviously there were two that went ahead of him. One was Kakanyemi. One was Barrett Hayton. Uh, Valeno will be the third or the fourth. We couldn't even name the Habs that are in the lineup, so you know, yeah, yeah. trying to get me to remember, you know, what position of the top thirty players. I'll probably, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and look it up here to see how many centermen. How many centermen? I'm surprised you didn't start with uh, Valeno. I thought, you know, that, well, that's why you're having me on. You just want to. Uh, you, you want to pump Valeno's tires? No, 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 no. I listen. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, he's, you know what I what I look look. Uh, and oh, by the way, oh by the way, oh was I way off? There were a lot of centermen drafted before. Pardon yeah. me. There were a lot of centermen. Okay, so uh, Ty Delandria went after Barrett Hayton uh, as a centerman, and then there was Liam Fowdy. There was Jay O'Brien. There was Rasmus Kupari. Uh, there were uh, there was uh, Isaac Lundestrom, who went 24th, and uh, Joe Valeno went 30th to the Red Wings. So there was probably uh, you know a good six seven centermen drafted before well, Joe Valeno. But um, you know what I like about Joe? Guys- every, every time I see him, Grant, um, I see progression in his game. Which obviously he's a young player. It's what you would expect. But um, you know. I don't. I don't think that uh, you know he's going to be centering a top line, uh, no. but I think he can carve out a niche as a you know a good third line centerman in the National Hockey League who can have a pretty long career and you know make a few bucks. I hope so because uh, you know uh, he was an exceptional player status kid that you know that uh, everyone thought was going to be a star. You know, and um, you know it must have been tough for him not getting picked as high because he was ranked top 10 right up till November of his draft yeah. year. I think yeah. and to drop, you know, to drop that fire and everything. I felt, I felt for the kid a bit and I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm glad to see that he's uh, looks like he's rounding it. You know, he's going to become a, a regular NHLer, and a year or two ago, there might've been a bit of question about that. Even. Yeah. So is he going yeah. to make it? And uh, he looks like he's, he's done that. He looks better than Zadina at this point, you know, um, and a few of those guys you, you listed there, you know, they're, they're drafted as centers, uh, or it seems like they list just about every, you know, if there's some question, whether it's a center or a winger, if, you know, yeah, they always yeah. mark them as a center. A few of those guys aren't going to play center or aren't playing center at, at the NHL level. So he may have been the fourth real true center, you know, drafted out of that bunch uh but he's uh yeah i think he, he detroit's got some really nice young talent coming, you know going forward uh edmondson as well it's going to be a pretty solid defenseman i think and the uh bergeron jonathan bergeron's another kid that they drafted at the start of the second round a couple of years ago who, who's had a breakout year to a certain degree and they've got a you know they did it like montreal and ottawa they got a lot of top 80 picks in the last few drafts yeah and it you know you're starting to see the the both with montreal and detroit that it start these kids are starting to 
make an impact. You had to wait a few years and Montreal, yeah. you know, a bunch of kids. And then next year as well, there'll be a few more that, that are ready to make the jump. And uh, yeah, Lucas Raymond looks like he could play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. top five pick too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. You're right. When you brought up Zadina, I mean, Zadina's got three goals in 30 games this year with the Detroit Red Wings. And when the Canadians passed up uh, or didn't select Zadina because they selected Kakinyemi, there was a, you know, a big sector of the fan base. Yeah. They wanted a goal scorer at that time. And everyone was saying, draft Zadina, draft Zadina. And, uh, you know, yeah. some people might give Trevor Timmons heck every now and then for a pick that they may not have liked or, or may not have panned out the way they thought. But if a lot of Canadians fans would have been scouts, they probably would have had Philip Zadina here. And, you know, they would have been criticized for that, too. It's it just mm. goes to show it's not to criticize. Anyone, it just goes to show you how hard it is to scout. It's I, I think it's the toughest thing in hockey of any executive oh, yeah. position. Yeah. And KK is uh, another goal and assist tonight. He I think he's up to 16 goals, 39. He's going to hit 40 points and it's slow progression, but. You know, he'll be a 20 goal, 50, maybe a little better than that, you know, in, in his prime. And that's that's a pretty good sediment in the NHL. It's not maybe what we had hoped as a top three pick, but I think history has shown that there might have been five premium players in that draft class and, you know, all together. And, you know, I, you don't always get you don't always get one of them with the top five pick. It's I'm I'm um, I'm encouraged by what I see from Kakinyemi, and I think mm -hmm. he's gonna I'm gonna I think he's gonna have even more productive seasons than that. I I think he's gonna end up having yeah. a twenty I think he's gonna end up having a twenty five goal season at one point. Oh, for and sure. I, and just yeah. being careful, you know. No, no, like I, I know that. I know that. Yeah, twenty yeah. plus twenty plus. Meaning, you know, he could yeah, might yeah. hit thirty at some point. 20, he's got the shot, you know, twenty plus sure. and fifty plus going forward. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's I think definitely so. in the in the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. All right, okay. Uh, the fourth line tonight, my God, they got absolutely just eaten up and spit out. I mean, it was bad, man. Pitlick, Tierney, and Pizzetta combined minus eight. It was a it was a tough night at the office. Well, they shouldn't be, you know, other than Pizzetta. I don't think the other two guys have NHL jobs next year, you know. Uh, Pizzetta's probably ideally 12, 13, 14 forward, 12 to yeah. 13, yeah. you know. And, I mean, you put him with uh, with good fourth liners and he's effective, but Tierney and Pitlick are, you know, uh, when when the Habs are healthy, they're not, they're not playing. So it's, uh, you know, they never pick up Tierney if, if everybody's healthy, so. It's uh, it's not a big surprise that the fourth line, you know, would struggle. It, it, it's the first time playing together as well, right? So yeah. Uh, Jose Lavec says uh, Kakinyemi is gone. Can we move on? It's it, my fault. I brought it there to Kakinyemi when I started talking about Joe Valeno and the Kakinyemi draft. <laughs> we don't want to upset Jose, okay? So uh, so we're gonna move on. You know, Good. Tierney, I, I still can't yet get used to the fact that he's wearing like number 67, like from Pacioretty to Chris Tierney. I mean, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know that it's not Pacioretty once, you know, when you see him, when once he gets the puck. Okay, that's not Patch. Yeah. It's def definitely a downgrade for sure. Yeah. Uh, Yelonen, we've had a chance to see him pretty much on every line since he's been here. Uh, he had a real nice yeah. opportunity tonight to play with, uh, you know, a pretty good player. Uh, would you say right now today, 
Tuesday, April 4th. Yes, Elon, and on starting night next year, we'll, we'll be in the lineup. No. No, I think he's in tough. Um, I wish, you know, he, he just never got bigger. You know, he's just so slight. I, I don't know, you know, he's got speed, but he, he doesn't use it nearly often enough. You know, he's got a great shot, but he doesn't use it nearly often enough. We saw flashes for a couple of weeks where he started carrying the puck a little more, but uh, in his own zone, like he gets overwhelmed defensively. I find, you know, he's not nearly as good defensively as his dad was, which is too bad because his dad was a really good defensive centerman in the NHL. But uh, I think uh, Montreal is going to look to have a, a more of a mix and uh, get some size, you know, some some heavy guys in the top top nine, and uh, Yelonen's light. He might be 165 pounds, you know. So yeah, I don't think I don't think he has enough skill. Uh, he's not consistent enough to be in the top six, and I think they want more size, you know, because they're still going to have Gallagher and a couple of probably RHP in the yeah. bottom six. Well. You know, you you want to you want to complement that with with some size and some grit, and that's not Yelonen. So, you think I he's a tweener? You think he's a tweener? Yeah, yeah. You know, a Charles Houdon type. You know, just uh, not quite uh, skilled enough for the top six, and uh, not big enough, uh, well-rounded enough for the bottom six. All right. Okay. Um, why don't we do this? Uh, let's uh, move the conversation and uh, talk about Corey Schooneman. It's a very small sample. Of course, he was brought up for this game. 15 minutes and 40 seconds. Here's a guy who last year came in, a real good impression. He got the feeling that Marty St. Louis liked him. And then, uh, you know, they bring up all the young defensemen all at the same time this year. And uh, and Jack Guy ends up surprising everyone by making the team. And then Caden Gooley's on the team. And Jordan Harris is on the team. And later on, you know, uh, Barron comes up and he plays too. I like Schooneman tonight. Man. I, like, I, I think he's the defenseman. I mean, uh, obviously, I, Matheson was the one who I thought was the Canadian's best defenseman tonight. Um, he's just some some shifts he's just magic out there yeah, but i yeah. but i like shooting him in like i just uh it's it's yeah 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 i i know you liked him last year too tony I yeah remember we well, talked he does about a job right but he just he yeah. doesn't he doesn't have an x factor right it just seems no. like he's 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 good at everything but yeah. i'm not so sure he's great at anything you know no he's a little vanilla it's uh that's what we like to say in the scouting world you know uh he's not very big uh, he's not super quick or strong or have a great shot or anything like that, but he, he's smooth, you know, very smooth with a puck, pretty poised, uh, smooth skater. Um, yeah, I mean, in a nothing game like that, it's hard to, you know, I don't think you can take too much out of it, out of it, you know, really. Uh there's some kids, some guys that had really bad games and some guys that looked better. But, you know, I don't think in the long run that you can uh, evaluate from one game, you know, one way or the other, any of these guys going forward. Just, you know, uh, I hope he gets another look and, yeah. and he looks as good as he did. But the numbers just, you know, I'm afraid that uh, 
you know, you've got a really good solid AHL defenseman yeah. for the rest of his contract and, you know, have him down there as a leader and a Xavier Willette type, you know, who, yeah. uh, who, who isn't quite good enough for the NHL, a bit of a tweener too, I think. Yeah. Tony. Gorianov has tailed off over the last couple of games and not putting the puck in the net the way he did when he got here. And, uh, you know, uh, I saw him make a pass tonight, like just in the neutral zone for drawing that just got picked off. It was just so telegraphed, which is not a very good pass. And it was not a very smart play either. Uh, Marty St. Louis told members of the media, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before he said, you know, like at this point, the evaluations are finished guys. Like I've, you know, I've seen everything I need to see. And he was not talking about Guriano, but he was talking about players in general, right? I've seen everything there is to see. And then, I'm wondering if St. Louis feels because we know who Gurianov is as a hockey player, right? He's a player with a lot of flaws, right? A lot of flaws. It's just a lot of tools, but they hasn't been able to put them together and they end up leading to a lot of flaws. But the upside could be very big. And I'm wondering if Marty St. Louis, if there's any chance he thinks that Gurianov's upside is greater than all the flaws that he has. And I'm not so sure based on the last couple of games, if the season were to end tomorrow and there's not too many games left, by the way, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they got one on Thursday, they got one on Saturday, and then they got one next week on Wednesday and Thursday. So there's four left, but if the season were to end today, uh, it's not looking good for Gurianov. I don't think. No, I said that three games ago that he, he needs to play, you know, not like Armia where it's one game at every four or so yeah. where he shows up. He needs to show up for, you know, at least four of the last seven. And I think there's been three or two since. And, you know, so he's going to have to do four of the last five, I guess, because certainly wasn't the last two games. So I, uh, I don't know, like qualifying offer is going to have to be a little higher than what he makes, I think. So yeah. it's going to have to be three million. Uh, when you can give that spot to an entry level contract, you know, there's just, some kids. Uh, just under 3.3, I think if memory serves okay. me well, but I could be wrong, but it, yeah, it, is well, over, it is over 3 million. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, you I think they're going to be tight. They want to, they want to resign Caulfield. They may want to sign a free agent. They are, you know, what, what have you, uh, they'll be close to the cap and that extra 3 million or 2 million that you can save, but with an entry level contract, I, I have a feeling that, you know, his spot will be taken by somebody on an ELC and the money will be used elsewhere. Cause you know, there's some good young players that I think can, uh, can bring as much and will bring more in the future than Gary Onov. I think he's averaged 13 goals per 82. Yeah. He's in his prime 12th overall pick. He's just uh, somebody that just didn't, you know, wasn't consistent enough. Uh, we see a lot of Russians like that. And not to, you know, pinpoint that he's Russian or whatever, but it, it, there can be issues with, with consistency with a lot of the the talented young kids that come over. And uh, Garyanov is just, you know, just like Armia, buddy. I think uh, at least Armia brings, can bring some other, you know, defensive game a little more, little better along the boards like Gary not very physical like 
So, well, he, he's a big body, but they don't need just big bodies. They need a big body that plays like a big body to, to complement the smaller yeah. guys in the lineup. Yeah, I'm not the president of the Yol Armia fan club either. And I realize Bobby says, I told you weeks ago that he's not coming back because he's too much of a one-dimensional player and they have too many guys like him. I just wish, you know, in a perfect world, they could have got rid of some of those other one-dimensional players and still give some more time to a player like Gurianov, give him a bigger sample size, right? This is not a big sample size. I mean, let's not forget here. You're traded, right. you know, you're traded, you come over, there's an adaptation, there's a new coach, there's new teammates, there's new line mates, there's a new city, there's a new apartment, there's new weather, there's new this, there's new that, there's new everything, right? And so, new system, and so, it, you know, look, I get it. I just, you know, if you would tell me that, you know, <laughs> you can find a, a way to trade one of those one-dimensional players that has a year left on his contract to bring back Gorianov. I mean, and that's what I'd like to happen, but it's, we know that those players that'll have a year left on their contract, the only way you'll be able to trade them probably next year, if they're healthy, is going to be at the deadline so teams don't incur a lot of salary between then and, and uh, the end of the year. All right, okay, so what's on your, um, what's on your agenda over the next uh, little while here? What do you have circled? What are you going to be watching? Yeah, just one point on that, Tony, if you don't mind. Just uh, I don't mind. Just, this is your show, Grant. You kidding me? Or yeah, what? no, just, yeah. Like, uh, I I think even if they got rid of, like you're talking like Hoffman or, you know, yeah. one of those guys, I still don't think there's, there'd be a spot for Gurianov in the lineup next year, the way the way he's playing. Uh, you know, I really think that it'll go to a, to a, to an entry-level contract and the money will be spent wiser elsewhere, you know. Um, I, I wouldn't bring him back at this point. I just, I, I know it, he had his he had his go in uh, Dallas there, you know. Yeah. I know it's a short sample size here, but they had their fill in Dallas. You know, there was a reason why they yeah. traded him for Dadenov. Wouldn't it, be a, wouldn't it be amazing if the last game of the regular season versus the Boston Bruins or Saturday night in Toronto versus the Leafs that Gurianov like scores three or four? That would be amazing because then half of the people that are saying don't bring him back are going to say, hey, did you see that game? There's something there. Yeah. You got <laughs> to bring him back, right? All right. Okay. Yeah. Grant, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for your time. As always, very much appreciated. And I look forward to talking to you again. He's Grant McCagg of Recruits and Recruits.ca. Used to be a scout for the Montreal Canadiens during the Bob Ganey administration. And now he's doing his thing based out of his home independently in Ottawa for recruits. Subscribe. He gives it away for a song and a dance, and it's worth it. Talk to you soon, Grant. Thanks, Tony. You're very welcome. There you have it, Grant McCagg. All right, okay. Um, we can take your calls because I told you that we would be taking your calls after Montreal Canadiens games. Um, somebody said, uh, Tony, but you keep on playing with your wrist. Y yes. Okay. So I'm going to repeat it now. Okay. Like I know nobody cares, but my wrist is killing me. All right. Okay. So it's hurting. It has been causing me some discomfort for about a month. I went to see the osteo, uh, and, uh, she massaged it a little bit and it could have been a pulled nerve, this, uh, a pulled nerve, pinched nerve, uh, or this, that, or whatever. And what else here? Okay. Uh, I had another brace that I had on, which I just, I since took off. I don't know. It fell off somewhere. But anyway, um, I showed my buddy Jean Charles today and he goes, that could be carpal tunnel. He said, I got operated for that. And anyway, hopefully it's not carpal tunnel and hopefully I don't have to get operated, but it's causing me quite a bit of discomfort. Therefore, when you see me going like this, 
uh, the fact that I'm stretching my hands is actually alleviating some of the pain. Okay, so there are a couple of comments on what I was doing with my hands. Now you know, folks, if I do something, I'm doing it for a reason. All right? Okay. You called. You called. Presented by Playground. Just up the DPI on your computer mouse. I have no idea what that means. Explain that for somebody ignorant like me. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, maybe maybe it'll come in. All right, so it is uh, You Called, and You Called is brought to you by Playground, your premier gaming destination located just over the Mercia Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. And if you'd like to speak with me, I know 66 Spinning, who's my friend uh, Stéphane in Quebec Cité. You know what? Um, he called last time. Uh, before we get to any calls here, Agnello and Sammy, can I bring you up for a second before I get to anybody? Can I bring you up? Can I bring them up? I probably can't bring them up. Oh, we have uh, Johnny and Laval. All right. Johnny. Johnny. Yay. Johnny Laval? Yes, Tony. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm beautiful. Great day. Beautiful day. The Habs lost. You're beautiful. Hey, who's better than you? Nobody. Who's better? Johnny, turn down the sound because there's like a there's a delay, right? So we're gonna end up hearing ourselves twice. Well, I'm just saying it's a beautiful day. Habs lost. Hopefully we can get Bernard. Well, they're going to have to lose uh, every game between now and the end of the season to make sure they finish as low as possible in the standings, and then you're going to need the luck of the draw, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. How are you feeling? What's wrong with your hand, buddy? I have. It's not my hand. It's not my hand. It's my wrist. And uh, I don't know what's wrong with it. I went to see the osteo, and she massaged it a little bit, but... uh, I'm still having a lot of discomfort, so I don't know what's wrong with it, what but there is something wrong with it. Pardon Maybe me? You have the same problem I had. What's it called? Carpal tunnel? I had an operation on my wrist. Really? You're the second person who tells me this today. You have no idea, right? Like, I can't, I can't, even, I can't even look at the sight of blood. Like, if you tell me I have to go in for an operation... Like I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out right now. Like I think that's gonna happen. I'm gonna pass out right now. So now not too bad. So now you gotta prepare you gotta prepare me for this, okay, Johnny? If it is yeah. this and I'm gonna need surgery on my wrist, uh-huh. am I gonna be okay? Well, it's a day surgery. You go in, he freezes your your wrist, you're gonna be okay. Freezes your wrist, the doctor uh cuts a little bit above uh your palm there, right to a little bit on your wrist, and again about twenty stitches. He's gonna ah. stitch you up. You're gonna walk out of there. It's a bit painful, but you'll be okay. You'll it's be a okay. bit painful. I'm a smoke meat cutter. I'm a smoke meat cutter, and whenever we do repetitive movements, that can happen. You probably do something with your hand or your wrist. Well, I, I can I can guarantee you that I do something with my hand and my wrist every day. I would do the same motions every day, every day, every day. Oh, yeah, I, I could guarantee you I do the same motions every day, every day, every day. What do you mean? 
No, no, I'm just uh, saying, you know, my workplace here with my hand and my wrist, I'm doing the same motions every day, every day, every day. What do you do that's the same motion? What kind of motion do you do? I'm, uh, you know, touching my mouse here on uh, my uh, my laptop. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You do the same. You, you might you might need it. You might need it. Yeah. I'm, anyway, I'm going to let you go. I have to go fly my kite. Yeah, so go fly your kite. So I got to get 20 stitches. He's going to go fly his kite. He left. Is this a joke or what? It's the second person who tells me today they think I have to get operated. Like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Wait a few weeks. Tony, doubt it's anything serious, says Bobby. Bobby, I've had it for about four weeks. It just keeps on getting worse and worse. Tony, um, your wrist, you need to do reverse curls and wrist curls. You've always had soft forearms and wrists. (laughs) No, trust me, I haven't. I exercise my forearms and my wrists quite a bit, very unfortunately. Um, Where are we going here? Joe and Brassard. Yes, Tony, how are you? I'm not bad. I mean, I... A couple of people are freaking me out here, telling me that I might have to get operated on my wrist. And then and then Johnny Laval tells me that if I do the same motion with my wrist, chances are that's why, you know, it's aggravated. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I, it's, <laughs> I, hope, I, hope you, uh, I hope you feel better, Tony. Yeah. Hey. I, I wonder if I would have I wonder if I would have this wrist problem if I'd be single. Probably not. <laughs> you understood everything. Yeah, you're sharp. You're, you're fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Tony, yeah. Joe, are you married? Uh, did you Joe, did you marry Italian too? No, you no, I'm Ukrainian. I got divorced. Ukrainian. Okay. Oh, and you got divorced? I'm divorced. Well, we're good friends. Yeah, know. no, no. Congratulations. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't do it again. No, well, I mean. <laughs> you know, hey. I, you know, it's not, you know, it's uh, it's, it's work, right? I'm sure yeah. people that are married today, it's yeah. work, right? Yeah. Joe, if you marry Italian. <laughs> 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 hey, Tone, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. And once you have the kids, hey, the party's over, bro. It's all over. Then you you're dying. A, then you're dying a slow death. But they say happy wife, happy yeah, life. Happy life, happy wife. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's the way you say it. Yeah. 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 Mind you, Ooh, last that, month was a last month was a good month because you know, you know, she's in the mood every month that ends in arch. But uh, <laughs> other than that, hey, listen, Joel. Somebody just yeah. said right now on the YouTube that you're a snoozer. They want you to kind of like bring a little bit more life to the party. Okay, show them you're not a snoozer. Bring some life to the party. Let's go. Away parala. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so, Joe, we're going to do this all... Hold on a second. Joe, time out. Time out. Joe, time out. We're going to do this all over again, and you're going to bring a lot of life to the table. This is the sick podcast with Marinero. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. The expectations are very, very high. This show is the number one Haps podcast in the world. You understand? To jump on a line is a privilege. You understand? So I'm going to you, and you, you're like, yeah, Tony, how's it going? Yeah, your wrist is, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's do it again. On three, okay. two, one. We're going to Joe and Brassard. Joe, what's going on? 
How's it going, Tony? How's it hey, going, buddy? Very, very good, Joe. Very good. I'm, you know, just I'm pumped. I'm, pumped. I'm happy. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm calling here the best sick podcast in the world. Yes, sir. Tony yes, sir. Out. Yes, sir. A hundred percent. I'm pumped too. Yeah, and I've been following you since the days you were uh, on the uh, the Montreal Forum, and it's, um, I am a loyal listener. I thank Love you it. very much for following me sure. over. I uh, I said before, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I had the absolute best listeners, the most loyal following, and they've supported me. They come over, and uh, you have no idea how much sure. I appreciate it. And that's why I keep yeah. telling Agnello, Agnello, we have to have events. I want to start meeting more people. I want to start shaking more hands. I would love to meet you, Tony. I want to start taking more pictures. I want to, why don't we get a DJ? Why don't we play some music? Why don't we dance? Why don't we sing? Why don't we sing? Why don't we do karaoke? Why don't we sing? You were saying? We have have some friends. Well, Patrice Bernier is a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You you want me to bring Patrice Bernier too? No, I mean, I can tell we can go together. uh, we grew up together. We played soccer together and stuff. Oh, you played oh, soccer together with Patrice. Yeah, 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 of course. I know he sees you. He go. He talks to you and stuff like that. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I have uh, Patrice on speed dial, as a matter of fact. No, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We talk all the time. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a very he, has good guy. An, he has invited me to his fundraiser, which uh, raises money for uh, La Fondation right. d'Haïti, the Haiti Foundation. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. there. I, I was there last year. This year, I didn't. Uh, I'm not going to make it. But uh, but the year be- before the pandemic, actually. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Of course. Okay. So uh, okay, we got that out of the way. We have friends in common. Okay. Now, what do you tell me? Yes. I, I was going to tell you, Tony. Uh, Jeff Molson. Yeah. He's laughing at us. He's laughing. You know what? Do you know? Do you know why Jeff Molson is laughing at us? Because everyone's buying tickets. Thank you, sir. Could That's why. That? Like, like what I'm going to tell you is. The Bell Center is full. Full. Where do you get? Joe, it wasn't wasn't full tonight, and it's not going to be full next game either. Believe me when I tell you that. Yeah, but how about the season tickets? You can't get season tickets. But but look, but but hold on a second. Here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal. Most of this, you know how many season tickets are picked up by companies? Like, we make it sound like it's... It's, uh, you know, your your average Joe who works for minimum wage that uh, those are all the people that are buying yeah, certain I, tickets. I mean, a lot of them are picked up by big corporations in Montreal. I mean, it's a, it's an expense. I mean, they write it off at the end of the year. So, look, you know, I, I saw something somewhere on social media. There was an article. Somebody wrote that fans should get their money back because the Canadians aren't uh, dressing, you know, a, a, an NHL lineup and... Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, and all that stuff. Okay. Um, uh, you know, listen, I understand that tickets aren't given away and I understand that it's a lot of money. I get that. Okay. But I don't agree with that, that, uh, you know, if the Canadians lose five, uh, three, nothing to the Carolina hurricanes and they get outshot, uh, 50 to 16 or whatever they get outshot that you got to give fans their money back at the end of the game. When you go to a sporting event, a sporting event, okay, there are no guarantees. There's none. You might watch a good game. 
You might watch a bad game. You might watch an average game. You might watch a game that starts slow and has a great ending. You might watch a game that has a great start and has a slow ending. You might watch a game that ends in regulation. You might watch a game that goes to overtime. You might watch a game that has great goals. You might watch a game that has no goals. I don't agree with this stuff. Hold on. When was when did we have uh, an outstanding player, an entertaining player? I know which name you're going to give me. It but was they're in a rebuild, Joe. 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 They're in a rebuild. Hold on. They're in a rebuild. It's been rebuild for, forever. Forever, Tony. Forever. But, but but hold on a second. They're in a salary cap era. They spend to the cap, okay, or close to. Yeah. Like, do you think it's Jeff? Like, do you think Jeff Molson tells them not to go out and get a star? Like you're 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 upset oh, at Jeff Molson because when was the last time they had a star? You know he doesn't he doesn't tell the scouts not to draft stars. Well, I, I understand, but I mean, the, the best time I think besides we were not going to go in the eighties and when they cup in, they won the cup in eighty six ninety three, but you know, and then there was the whole Patrick Roy incident with Trombley and then the team went in a dip, and yada yada right, and then the team started to get better and then we had Kovalev. And it was the Boston rivalry. Do you remember all that? I, was, I remember all that. Of course, listen. Of course, I remember this. Look, I'm not gonna. You know, you know. I, I understand where you're coming from, and you're right because I've said, you know, that I I would have loved for the Montreal Canadiens to have an offensive star for like about 15 years. But for about 15 years, the Canadians banked on a goalie. How many times did Mark Bergevin said, "Hey, listen, guys." I'm not going to apologize that we have Carey Price and Nets. I'm not going to apologize that Carey Price stole the game. I'm not going to apologize that Carey Price was the first star. Other teams have 40 and 50 goal scorers that are first stars. He's our 40 goal scorer. He's our 50 goal scorer. You know, I, yeah. personally, I like and forward. Then, I mean, I grew up. I grew up in the Lafleur era, right? Who's going to be our next goalie? It doesn't look too good there too, but that's but who but who cares who's gonna be our next goalie? You you want to, you're asking me who's gonna be the next star, and now you're asking me who's gonna be the next goalie. That's the furthest thing from my mind. Who do I care who's gonna be the next goalie? You know who's gonna be your next star? You know, you know who's gonna be your next star? Cole Caulfield. You know what? I, I'm gonna give you that. He's he's a I, he's he's got something that kid. He's got well, sure. I, I hope so. He has something. He was on pace to score close to 50. Cole Caulfield is going to have seasons of 50 goals in the National Hockey League if he stays healthy. And if Cole Caulfield has seasons of 50 goals in the National Hockey League, then he's a star. He's not a big guy. But why? There's a book that says that you have to be big. The Montreal Canadiens coach, is he big? He's one of the greatest hockey players I've seen in the last 20 years. True, true. I agree. You have to be realistic. His size, I mean, he's not a big guy. He has to be careful out there. I mean, yeah, I okay, he that's why he's got to be careful out there. Uh, Josh Anderson's uh, much bigger than Cole Caulfield. Who would you rather have? Like, well, I don't understand the point. Uh, when you're small, Joe, listen to me carefully, okay? Joe, listen to me carefully, and then I'm going to let you go. You have to listen okay. to me, okay? Because I'm an expert, okay, in sports and in women. You understand? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. When you're small, you've been small all your life. You have to protect yourself. So you have to exercise your brain more than a player like Slavkovsky would have, because Slavkovsky being as big as he was, yeah, if guys cool. were going to bounce into him at lower levels, they were going to bounce off of him and they were going to fall on the floor. When you're small, like Caulfield, Caulfield. when you're small, like Saku Koivu was, 
You have to exercise your brain. When you're not a big guy like Mike Ribeiro, you have to exercise your brain and you have to take a lot Mike more Ribeiro. information. I love Mike Ribeiro. Yeah, yeah you have to take yeah. a lot more information than other players did, all right? And even though you yeah. might think they might get tagged a lot, look, okay, take a look at Cole Caulfield early on in his career, okay? And take a look yeah. at uh, Uri Slavkovsky. Who got tagged a lot more? Yeah, for sure. That's Slavkovsky. He's a bigger guy. Does it make you feel better about the situation? Every time he gets hit, I think he's going to have a concussion. Galchenyuk, much bigger guy than Cole Caulfield. He got tagged a lot with his head down. Kotkaniemi, much bigger guy than Cole Caulfield. He got tagged a lot with his head down because when you're a bigger player... Right, you're right about that. You know, Eric Lindros got tagged all the time. Why? Because he had a habit of skating with his head down because in junior hockey, it didn't matter if he got hit. They were going to bounce off him. But then he got to the National Hockey League and boom, he got tagged by Scott Stevens. And that's what happens. All right. Uh, you got a good point there. You got a good point. For sure, Caulfield is a talented player. I mean, thank God we picked him. Uh, you know, like we, we screwed up on the on the cock and yemi. I'm sorry to say that. My God, Brady, uh, the, 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 the kid there. The look, look, you're, you're right about Brady, but I think Grant is right about the fact that you know, Kakinyemi is turning into a pretty good NHLer. You know, 16 goals, 39 or 40 points. Uh, you'd have to think that 25 goals and 50 points is in the realm of possibility next year. We'll talk to you soon, Joe okay, in Brassard. Okay, Tony. Okay. All care. right, Joe. Take care. All right, Joe. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. And there you have it. That was Joe. We should be done here, but I'm the type of person that if there's somebody on the line, like I get to them. And Sammy's telling me, that we're going to Tony in Val de Bois. Oui, hello. Hello. Oui, hello. Hello, Tony. Mais c'est qui qui parle? Tony. C'est Tony. Oui, Tony, c'est Tony. Comment ça va, mon chum? Papier, toi. Papier, Tony, papier. <laughs> Tony, toi, c'est-tu Antoine? Euh, oui, ben, c'est Anthony, mais tout le monde m'appelle Tony. Tout le monde t'appelle Tony. Oh, OK. Must be a good name. Ben oui, ben oui. C'est Antoine, là. C'est Antoine, c'est Anthony. C'est Anthony. Anthony, yeah. C'est, c'est Anthony, es-tu de, de quelle nationalité es-tu, là? What nationality are you? Uh, Canadian. Well, okay. French-Canadian. French-Canadian, of course. French. Yes, French-Canadian. OK. Because, yeah. you know, I, I just... Uh, uh, I, there are French-Canadians that are that are named Anthony. That's right, because I... I I work with one, right? I work with one at uh, TV Sport, Anthony Martineau. So your name yeah. is Anthony. Okay. But you go as Tony yeah. from Val des Bois. Okay. Where is uh yeah. where is Val des Bois? So it's a small town. Uh I'm about thirty minutes away from the fifty, going up to three oh nine. Um I work out of Gatineau, so I'm about forty five forty five 15-minute drive from Gatineau. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Good stuff. I was wondering when you yeah. said 309, I was like, where's that? You know, like, uh, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in LaSalle, and sometimes I got to use my ways on my on my phone to actually get to Villamard. You know what I mean? So when you start telling me you're, yeah. uh, you're close to Highway 309 there or whatever, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's all good. What do you want to talk about? So I had a question whenever you guys were talking about goalies. Yeah, and it's it actually uh, worked out good tonight. I'm working night shift, but I got off early tonight, so I got to listen live. 
And yeah. um, so I got to call in. And um, so we got Price, who is still under contract. Correct? Yeah. And, um, like, where is he? Like, couldn't he, like, I know he's not fit to play accordingly, but. His, 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 listen, team listen, team. listen, Tony, this is all you need to know. You ready? You ready? What you need to know? Yeah. Carry Price on long-term injury reserve. The insurance company at the National Hockey League deals with and has for all the teams. They're paying his salary. All right. And Carey Price's all career right. is over. Unofficially, yeah. his career is over. He won't play in the National Hockey League again. It's over, bro. It's over. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay, no, good. That, for that, um, for that, I I understand. But what I was wondering is, he wouldn't be able to like spend time with the younger goalies in the team. Uh, if he's on long-term injury reserve, he can't get on the ice because uh, the second he gets on the ice there, they got to take him off of long-term injury reserve. I mean, what do you mean spend time with the goalies? Actually just kind of like mentor them or? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think he, well, I don't think he could do that. And all besides, right. that's, that's like. That's all you, I was you, kind you, of wondering about with the long-term yeah. injury reserve and all that. I yeah. Sure. But you understand, uh, you know, you, you understand the concept too, right? That Carey Price is banged up and has certain injuries that just, won't allow him to play the position again, very unfortunately. Yeah, and that's why... So, I, I mean, he's he's, like, he's, he's going to go on the ice with somebody and he's going to say, okay, well, go, go down and put yourself in the butterfly, but he can't do it himself. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Anything else or what? What's the story here? Anything else? Um, No, that's kind of just... Are you I'm sure? Talking. Because I, I have a newfound energy here. So, if there's anything else you want to talk about, let me know. Oh, well, we can... We can... We yeah, can we could talk night. about whatever you want to talk about. You want to go all night or what? <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, okay, no problem. Yeah. Um, We've gone all night before. I, uh, no, it's uh, it's awesome. It's like I'm talking to an old friend here. I've wow, been listening yeah. for so long. So. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So you've been listening for a while or what? Watching for a while? Um. So I I met you when you were working somewhere else. Yeah, no, no, you can, yeah, 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 where I worked, when I worked at the radio station, or? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no, I was listening, I, it was cool, because back then I got to listen to you, like, on holidays and stuff, when I was yeah. working. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, now I can listen to you in the mornings, too, and stuff, on my way in. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's, uh, it's good. It's Those were good times, man. Those were good times. There were some good memories, but, uh, you know, we started creating a lot of good ones here. And when, uh, oh, yeah. before all is said and done, we're going to create some great ones here. Oh yeah. And like, even when I was waiting on the phone, the, the elevator music was sick. Oh, 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 really? Do they play elevator music when you wait on all? I had no, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. It's pretty sick music, man. Oh, I didn't know that that they played elevator music. Okay, so that's it. So it's elevator okay. music that they play, eh? Yeah, well, I I wouldn't say elevator, elevator, but it's uh, it's good uh, good waiting uh, music. Yeah, this is this is something that you need to know. So now that you and I we we talked about what we had to talk about, and now we're establishing a conversation. Um, yeah. I I had a, a like a business lunch today, and um, you know, podcasting came up. And I said, and I said, this is what I love about podcasting. 
my first love was radio. That's what I listened to growing up as a kid. And that's where, you know, I got the itch and I got the bug and I was inspired and stuff like that. But this is what I love about podcasting. Okay. Podcasting. Yeah. You can do it from anywhere in the world. So I'm here today in my podcast studio that I built in my home. Next week, I can be in Florida and I can have a green screen up. And you know what? You'll have absolutely no idea where I am unless I tell you. So I can do it from anywhere in the world. Nice. You know, that's that's a pretty cool thing to happen. Number two, yeah. you can have podcasts where, A, you talk about sports, but you can also have podcasts where you're talking about one particular topic. We've decided for the most part, like a 99%, to dedicate this podcast to Montreal Canadiens talk. So if you want your Montreal Canadiens fix, boom, you come to this podcast. Whereas if you're listening to other platforms or other um, mediums, mm -hmm. and it's an, you know, an hour or two hours or three hours or four hours, if what you wanted was the hockey talk, well, you might get 20 minutes in the first hour and you might get 30 in the second and you might get 20 in the third and you might get 40 in the fourth and you know so you'd have to tune into different times so here you have it just like that you come in you can listen whenever you want you can listen live at 10 o'clock at night you can listen the next day but you can also watch so if i'm playing with my wrist you can see me playing with my wrist if i'm uh, spraying water in my hair you can sp see me spraying water in my hair you know mm -hmm. it's a pretty yeah. cool thing and that's what's awesome like, and I was super stoked the other day. Uh, the guys were talking about how they're starting. Um, there's another sick uh, media that's going to be coming out for the New York Jets, which is yes. my NFL team. Yes, yes. So, it's uh, my NFL team, too, three, funny enough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and then three weeks later, Aaron Rodgers is still not a New York Jet. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's going on there. But I'm not sure that would be the way to go, you know? Like, they've been building something over the past couple of years, and now all of a sudden they want to try and be the best team in the division, be competitive, and try and win a Super Bowl? Like, what's his window? Two years? Exactly. But at the same time, I think it's just desperation because they haven't made the playoffs in so long. Yeah. No, no. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. All right, okay. So I think it's just desperation yeah. move. Maybe Mark Bergevin is uh, calling the shots there now. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear you. Another thing about podcasts, right? Look, you're part of this oh, yeah. chat. You're part of this community. You can get on the chat on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, on Twitter Live. You start chatting back and forth and stuff like that. Conversation is made. You know, in an ideal world, in an ideal world, I first thought, you know, what I'd like to have here, is I'd like to have on everyone's avatar, I'd like to have their picture come up. I'd like to have more people that are calling in actually end up being video. Going forward, I'd like to have more than two or three people together on at the same time. I'm giving yeah. away all my secrets here, what I want to do going forward. And uh, who knows, maybe we can even make a kind of like a... Uh, a, a dating service out of this we can get people together and who knows we might end up uh, putting people together you never know yeah yeah my grandfather used to do that by the way he used to set people up you you're gonna marry her you're gonna marry him okay he used to get them together and stuff like that yeah that's, i think i have that uh, gift too uh, i bring people together you know 
Yeah, that's what you were saying the other day about yeah. your grandfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have that gift. All right, my man. It's good talking to you. You too there, Tony. You take Let, care. and uh, we'll Yes. Talk. You take care as well. All right, okay. All right. Love is in the air, says uh, Bobby. Ryan says, uh, like, uh, POF? No, no, it would be better than POF. I think I just gave Agnello an idea. Can we bring an, uh, up Agnello and Sammy or what? Why don't we do this? Agnello, Sammy, come up. Let's go. Agnello, Sammy, let's go. Hey. We're not doing a dating service. Listen to me carefully, okay? I think I could be amazing at this. What? We do a kind of dating service podcast, and we get, we get, we get, um, we get, uh, we connect people, right? We make some people talk to different people. I ask them both questions. I sit back. I watch the conversation. I see where it's going. I see if they connect. Maybe, you know what? I think I find a better fit and stuff like that. I'm, I'm kind of like holding the candle while it's going on. I'm telling you, we can have some really fun times. Now, are you in this with me? With sick media, or do I have to go independently? You might have to go independently. <laughs> you don't want to go in with me? <laughs> I thought we were partners in everything we do. But look, people are just commenting. You know what they're saying? Yeah. Let's go on Tinder. Why do I have to listen to the podcast? Because when people go on Tinder and they swipe and they connect, you don't have a personality like me there. You don't have somebody charming like me there. You don't have somebody witty like me there and you don't have conversation and you're not live on social media while this is going on. It's a good Think idea. about it. All these dating services, right? They all do it confidentially, right? They all do it confidentially, right? And that's okay, right? But we could do something actually more out in the open. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. So we're going to call it the, the Sick Media Presents a Cupid Podcast? Cupid Podcast? Yeah. Uh, how about we call it taking, you know, a little bit of a sports theme, the match. That's good. Huh? Yeah. That's the good. match. Yeah. My God, I'm telling you, my marketing. <laughs> you're a genius. Mind you, it was Dawson College, but it's, it's, it's working out. Yeah, you're a genius, man. You're a genius. Franca Falato says, I'm Pazzo. Franca Falato said before she loves you too. So, who's Franca Falato, by the way? No idea. She related to our buddy Frankie Falato? No, no, he's Falato. That's Falata. Falato. Oh, she's Falata? Yeah. He's Falato. Agnello, I'm telling you, judging by all the comments, mm-hmm. I think we're onto something here. Yeah, me too. You might be right. AG says only issues people don't want their personal stuff on the air. Some people wouldn't mind. See, one guy saying, Tony, I need your help to get a girlfriend. See? Who likes Montreal? Now oh, you started I... the whole thing. Now people are going to start sending you emails tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can, I can get you a girlfriend, no problem. Yeah. Just email Tony tomorrow, Tony at the sickpodcast.com. You'll yeah, get yeah, your yeah. girlfriend, boyfriend. <laughs> no, no, we could, we, could, uh, we could do that for sure. Yeah. Either that or judging by some of the comments... Maybe we can we can set we can set some people up with some of our collaborators. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Mac Andre Perot is uh, is quite popular here. I think yeah, he's, with, popular. Uh, he's popular. Yeah, he's popular. Kelly just sent him a heart and stuff like that. Maybe we can do that. Yep. No, but Agnello, all kidding aside. So we used to have a game that we used to play when I used to be in another business. Right? We're onto something here. Listen, we're on Agnello. We're onto something. The yes. only problem is everyone's watching. I just divulged it to everyone, and someone else is going to come out with it. Yeah. So we used to have a game when I used to be in another business, right? That. Well, everybody would meet. So let's say we do our event to June, whatever. We do an event in June. So yeah. everybody that comes in, you give them a card, a playing card. Ace of hearts, queen of diamonds, blah, 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 right? Yeah. So the people walk around the whole place and they try to match whoever has that card. So if you hook up with another ace of hearts, that's basically your date for the night. So every girl that comes in, you give one card, set of card, and all the guys that come in, you give them another set of card. So it actually gets everybody talking to each other until they meet the right person. Like run that? that run that by me again because I'm a little slow. So you give everyone a card. Playing cards, yes. All right, okay. So let's just say we're distributing cards, okay? And you get the ace of hearts. Yeah. And I get the other ace of hearts. Yeah, then you hook up. And what am I gonna do with you? No, you gotta give girls one set and guys another set. Ah, okay. Get it? Yeah. I just want to answer this guy, Nicholas, there, Nicholas Ludd there. Are we having more hockey talk or just silly talk for the rest of the show? Well, the show, the show, we the guarantee our hour. Yeah, the show's the, done. The yeah. show's done. Exactly. The show's done. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. You know, and you know what? We'd like for you to stick around, but if you, folks, this is what we do. We told you since the beginning, right? It starts at 10 p.m. We guarantee an hour. Okay, we guarantee an hour. We gave you the hour. We gave you more than the hour of hockey talk. More than the hour. We had Grant McCag on for like the first 48 minutes. We read a couple of comments. We took a couple of calls. We have more than hockey talk for more than an hour. Now we're going overtime. You can choose to stick around. You can choose to go. We'd like for you to stick around because we're trying to grow this community. I'm in one of these moods where I'm trying to have fun. If you don't want me to have fun and you want me to get off right now and you want me to go to bed, I say goodbye. That's it. We say goodbye. If not, if you want me to stick around, I'll stick around. You know, maybe 66 spinning is going to call Stefan from Quebec City. No, but in yellow going forward, mm -hmm. going forward. When we get to the calls, I'd rather we get to a lot of them that are video. And I'd like to be able to have sometimes two, three, four. We're going to set that up for the next season. We're going to set up for that because what well, right now we're not set up for it, but we can be. Is that what you're telling me? It we is can. possible, right? We can't take calls, but we can take video calls. We can put up to four or five people on video calls. I would hope so. I mean, nowadays you can you can have a little drone yeah. go on the, yeah. go find somebody in 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 planet Mars. I would hope so. We can do that. Yep. Yeah. Jose Levex says, "Tony, will you be at the last game of the season on April thirteenth?" Jose, the challenge is is that if I'm at the last game of the season on April thirteenth, a I won't get uh, I you know I'd have to leave early to come home to do the podcast or. I'd have to do it from the Bell Center, which is not impossible, but I'd rather do it here because I have my 4K camera, I have my LED lights, I have my, my big screen television, not a big screen, actually, I don't know what it is, it's a 27-inch TV or whatever it is here in front of me. I got my microphone, I got my, my mixer board, I have everything here. So the only thing that can happen for me to go is um, might have that yellow gives me the night off. Or you have to leave a bit early, one of the two. Or you give me the night off. What's the problem with giving me the night off? You could take the night off. Matt will cover up. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Um, 
Somebody says we can call it the sick podcast speed dating. Oh, God. Good game. Or how about sick dating? The sick dating podcast. That's good, too. Maybe you and your wife should host it. My wife. <laughs> She's going to complain about me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want her to say? She's going to complain Jerry about show me. Easter Monday. Kelly he doesn't Ross. do this. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Yeah, people are asking if there's a show on Easter Monday. We'll probably take Easter Monday off, but we'll let you know. We're going to take Easter Monday off, really, yeah? Take a break. There's no game, nothing. Yeah. You can get a break, too. Now, on stat holidays, yep. if you uh, you know if you work, usually you're paid time and a half. Yeah. Now, are you thinking we should take the day off because you don't want to pay me the time and a half? And you just, is that it or what? No, not at all. I, oh, okay. Because if I, I, but if I would work, work Easter, would you pay me time and a half? No, not at all. <laughs> wow. You know what's one of the reasons? I'm just going to let your listeners know. Yeah. That every time we go to a restaurant and the bill comes, for some reason, I can't find you anywhere. I think you're in the bathroom or something. I don't know where you are yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two years ago, <laughs> Yahoo Finance published an article of the top 15 entrepreneurs in Canada under the age of 20, okay? Sammy Cavallaro, your son, right there, was ranked number four in Canada. Yep. Okay. Those 15, they're all millionaires. They all earn seven figures a year. We don't know what happened. We don't know what happened to you, son. Okay. Now you're wondering why every time we go for lunch... That I go to the bathroom and I make you pay the bill. That's why. Well, at least you're honest. Well, of course I'm honest. I mean, if I was uh, ranked number four in Canada of the top entrepreneurs in Canada under a certain age, and I was making seven figures a year, do you think I'd actually make you uh, pay for uh, lunch ever? Never. 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 But right now I'm not. And uh, that's it. Yeah. A lot of people are actually freaking out with that, but uh, Bobby's freaking out, I think, by what I just said. Bobby, it's a true story. And uh, so Sammy's a phenom, guys. Sammy is a phenom. Sammy's Sammy's an absolute phenom. Kelly didn't know he was my son, see? Oh, wow, I didn't know Sammy's your son. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, no, Tony's a build dodger, LOL. Yeah, I, I've paid more than my fair share. Tony's bills, not more, cheap but... at all. I'm only kidding around. Tony's not cheap at all. No, eh? No, Tony, you're very generous. Tony's always Thank generous. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, Let's go. Call it a night. Here, we call it a night or what? Huh? Yeah, we'll, we'll call, call it. it a night? Yeah, we'll call There's it There's not more, one more call that I got to get to or anything or this or that or whatever, nothing? No more calls. Eh? No. Okay, Ryan yeah. Baker says that we're buttes. Yeah, here's a good question for you here. What is going to happen after the half season? Are you still going to be on? Obviously, not every night, but we're going to miss you. Okay. We're definitely going to be on. We're definitely going to be on. Okay. The plan right now, it can change. Okay. But I think the plan right now, I don't even know why we should divulge our plan, but I I just, I'm an open book. I always do. But um, I think we'll, uh, We'll we'll continue with the same schedule, probably throughout the playoffs, and uh, then around the draft uh, or or during the finals while it's going on, leading up to the draft, we're gonna have uh, special features. 
We're going to have interviews that are going to interest a lot of people. And uh, then in the summer, uh, the two months in the summer, July and August, what we'll do is uh, we're probably going to record a couple of interviews per week, maybe, maybe a couple. We'll, maybe we'll do a, keep, a couple of lives just to keep in touch with everybody. Maybe we'll do a couple of lives, but then again, you know, we'll do a couple. Uh, and, uh, and that's it. So that's, that's going to be our plan. And uh, hopefully we're going to be on uh, vacation. And that's it. Yeah. Now you're going where this summer? Where are we going this summer? Yeah, where are you going? Well, we have a medical conference for Sammy in Orlando because we're on yeah. the court. And then we have another medical conference for Sammy in Vancouver. We don't know if we're going to both yet. But you're going to go to Orlando for sure. Yeah, because we're speaking at an international conference and then we're speaking at the American conference. We're speaking at both. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I've been looking into where I uh, I want to go and uh, I'm not sure yet. To be honest, I don't, sure. I don't I don't really like leaving in the summer. I like leaving in the winter, but I love leaving in the summer. Ask me why. Why? Because I mean, as good as the weather is in Montreal, it's not guaranteed. And even if we do have good weather, it's not like we have a beach, not like we have an ocean. Mm -hmm. So I know that if I go to a gazillion places in the summer, I'm going to get great weather wherever I'm going to go. And I'm going to get a great beach and I'm going to get a great ocean. I'm going to get all of that. But when you go away, in December, January, February. And I know it's a great time to get away, by the way, because, and if I could do that, I would too, right? Yep. But is the ocean guaranteed? Like, is the water going to be... No, but I, I... We basically go more for the weather itself. And the summer, there's always stuff happening. We have a pool. There's people coming over. There's Montreal's a great city. There's festivals. Well, it's, it's different. Winter, so listen, so winter, listen. Locked up. You and I have had some conversations. Uh, Sasha says, how's the diet going? Well, he's doing good. He's doing good. I'm doing really well, folks. I, um, I got on the scale, um, last week on Monday. I'm embarrassed to say, but you know, I did it to myself, so I might as well just admit, and I'll say it anyway, that I weighed in at a topping 271.2. And today when I got on the scale, I was um, 255.6. So in um, eight days, I've lost about 16 pounds. Incredible. So I've been, I've been very, very disciplined, very disciplined. If I actually would um, uh, use the matrix a little bit more than I do and maybe maybe double the time that I'm on it, maybe double the time, and maybe try and drink a little bit more water. I uh, I could have I could probably lose even more, but yeah. So I've lost uh, sixteen pounds in eight days. You will. You know? you will. I, uh, I you know I can lose weight fast. Very unfortunately, I can gain weight fast. But um, you know, so that's it. Yeah. Okay, my friend. Uh, Tony, you went to DQ, didn't you? No, I did not go there. I can guarantee you I didn't. Um, no, I, uh, I'm i really eating very, very clean lately. Very, very clean. Like there's not a, an ounce of fat on what I'm eating. And um, uh, I basically cut out sugars with the exception of the sugars I have. I have eight ounces of fruit per day, four ounces at lunch and four ounces at supper. So, you know, my sugars are natural. 
Uh, but that's that's what I'm doing. Say, right? hi, to, say doing. hi to Angela Esposito. She's a big fan. Angela Esposito. Yeah, I believe she follows me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a big fan. So, um, hold on a second. I want to show you something, okay? This is my dream. I'm going to show you my dream. Speaking of, of, of the weight loss, of course, right? Try and find it. Shouldn't be very long. It's somewhere here. Okay. Atlantic provinces. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see here. What do you look? If you want, if you want, you can talk during the. I'm trying to look for a picture that I want to show you. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going overtime here anyway, right? We're going overtime here. I'll show you this picture, and then I'll say goodnight. Now, I I better find the picture. I did. I found. Thank God. Okay. All right. All right. Sammy, can you have the chance to talk to George? What? So, I think it was nine years ago, but it might be 10. I think it was nine, but it might be 10. I committed to dropping some weight some pounds and when all was said and done that was me at 186 pounds wow 186 wow how many years now nine or ten i'm not sure if it was nine or ten years ago how much not that long ago so back then i had lost i think 40 pounds in uh in a three-month window and then i i you know a couple of years later i suffered um i suffered a concussion and the concussion was very very bad and um i couldn't sleep and my life was hell and i kept on seeing a light while i was sleeping and my eyes wouldn't close that's right my eyes wouldn't close and um so i went to see the doctor i went to see several specialists and the doctor said to me he says i i need to give you something to relax you so that you can fall asleep and i said okay what are you going to give me and he said well you i can prescribe you either an anti-epilepsy pill or an antidepressant pill and i said well yeah i mean i I'm a little bit worried about taking either or. I mean, I'm worried about side effects. He says, no, no, don't worry about it. He goes, it's, it won't do anything to you, but it'll it'll help you relax. So I said, okay, uh, give me the antidepressant, I guess. So he said, okay, I'm going to give it to you, but I will tell you this: your mouth's going to be very dry. It's gonna it's gonna ask for food when you're going to be on this pill, and just you know. Um, Really be extra careful with your eating habits and try to suppress your appetite as much as possible because or else you're going to put on weight. And I took that antidepressant for seven months 
And in seven months, I put on 50 pounds. Wow. And so yeah. this weight that I've been carrying around, and yes, I like to indulge at restaurants, but this weight, uh, while I was on that antidepressant for seven months, I put on 50 pounds. Wow. And then at one point, I got off the antidepressant. I still don't sleep very well. My eyes still don't close, but I had to, I mean, it's funny, but I have to put a scarf around my eyes to kind of close my eyes shut. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I can get to sleep. The good news is, is in the last couple of weeks here, uh, in the last couple of days, I've been sleeping a lot better because I, uh, you know, I dropped all the weight, but you know, I always used to be, well, always, not always, because obviously it's 10 years I'm overweight, but uh, I was always pretty athletic. I was always, uh, you're gonna get I was always in pretty good shape. Uh, I mean, at my high school grad, I think I was, uh, I was 144 pounds. That was, that was high school grad. That was a long time ago. You'll get it back. Okay. So now I know you want to go to bed. That's a good idea. But now that, but now that we said this, I got to show you my high school grad picture. I'm in one of those moods to talk. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to charge you extra, okay? I'm not going to charge you extra. No, no, I'm, not, I'm no. not charging extra. It's 40000 a month. I mean, it's 40000 a month. Now what are you looking for? My grad picture. This guy. To show you something. Hold on a second. I got you wake up early in the morning. Sleep is good. Say hi to Anus. Is that how you pronounce her name? They want you to say hi to. I don't. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right. Which is Anus. A N I S. Anus. What's your name? That would be Anus, not Anus. But it's in English. I don't know. What are you thinking about, man? <laughs> what are you thinking about? Bed. An Anus. <laughs> not your fault. We'll buy you a sleeping mask. See. Not an S, man. <laughs> Not anus, man. <laughs> okay. Here it is. Are you I, ready? Yep. Anis. We got it, Anis. Sorry. You got it. So where is it? Got it. Hold on a second. Here we go. Take your time. Throwback. High school grad. Look at that, huh? Huh? Doesn't even look like you. That's me. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Que, que bello voyon, huh? Oh, yeah. Que bello voyon, yeah. What a stud, huh? Yeah, what a stud. What a stud. Those were the days. Were the All days. right, okay. It's, it's nice talking, but... Uh, Time to get some rest. It's time to get some rest. We're going to be back tomorrow. And by the way, tomorrow, our um, Eric Engels of Sportsnet and Sportsnet.ca will be joining us, who's a regular contributor on Monday nights. But this week on Monday, he couldn't make it. So Marc-Andre Perot, who's a regular on Wednesdays, took over on Monday. And Eric Engels will be joining us tomorrow. By then, I'm sure that uh, there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, because there's breaking news all the time in the world of hockey and the Montreal Canadiens. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night, same time, same place. It's the Sick Podcast. They're Cavallaro.
I'm Marinaro. Ciao for now. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.